The IMG Roadmap is the only podcast dedicated to coaching international medical graduates and success blueprints for this unique pathway. I am Dr. Nina Loom, your host, a previous IMG turned hospital medicine physician, healthcare administrator, speaker, and coach. I empower, encourage, and equip you with actionable steps that you can take towards the residency position of your dreams. Past experience predicts future performance. You've probably heard that before. And I'm bringing that live today, guys, because today's episode, I went back into a Q&A that I did regarding residency interviews. And I think it's important for you to listen to this Q&A because many of you have questions that, you know, are very similar to these questions that I answered. I believe this was two years ago now, but it's so pertinent because the information repeats itself every year. So that's why I want you to just take some time out and listen to this Q&A episode. And I read out the questions that were sent to me and I provide answers. Obviously, this was done prior to the virtual interview season. So, you know, keep that in mind as you review this episode because, you know, I honestly don't think there's a difference. I don't think there's a difference between a video versus in-person, but for the fact that, you know, you're not physically present in the room. And so that may, uh, you know, pose a little bit of a difference there, but generally speaking, the same tenets apply. So I want you to filter through that as you listen and just take, Take home some key points that you can apply into your own life. If you have any questions, uh, make sure you visit my uh, course page because I will be putting out a course for interview preparation that's going to go live the first week of October. So keep your eyes tuned, stay peeled, and hey, I wish you the very best on your interview season. Hi guys, thank you so much for coming on my page to learn one or two things about the residency interview process. I put up a post on my stories a few days ago to just gather some information about what IMGs want to know about interviews. And I have a list of questions here from that post and I'll go over them. Some of them are repetitive, so I'll just go over the key points based on your questions. But just to give you a little bit of insight, the interview process is probably the best thing that can happen throughout your whole entire IMG course. Meaning, when you get an interview, what that really means is the program likes you, okay? They like what they've seen on paper, but they're calling you for a one-on-one interview to determine whether you are compatible for them or whether you find them compatible to be a part of their group. So it's a two-way street, meaning the conversation happens between you and the program. It's just not them asking your questions, but you should be engaged, intuitive. You need that emotional intelligence to be able to relay your interest or lack thereof. I mean, some people, after an interview, you just know they're not interested in the program. And that's totally fine because it helps to helps the program at least determine how they're going to see through candidates. It wouldn't be you. So if you want to know how to build compatibility, likability, and how to show that you are truly a good fit for a program, then I'll answer some of these questions and you can gain some insight from them. Just as an FYI, I do have a coaching program for IMGs that are wanting some interview practice, one-on-one, individualized, personalized with me. It's on imgroadmap.com. You can check it out. But, and that link is always in my bio, as you know, But I'm just going to answer your questions. So someone asked, how do you prepare? This is Susan T. Groom. 
She says, how do you prepare for questions to ask for faculty? So easy way, there are tons of, if you just Google it, there are tons of great questions you can ask faculty. But one thing I want to caution you is don't ask questions that are easily, the answers are easily available on the website because you don't want to ask questions that show that you did not do your homework. So you really want to be intuitive about the types of questions to ask. You should ask questions relating to the academic success of prior graduates because that shows that you're thinking ahead you're thinking about what you're going to do afterwards if you're applying to specialty that has some specialty options you may want to ask you know percentage of people that eventually pursue that path you may want to ask questions regarding outcomes and final boards and things like that but don't ask things that are on the website don't ask questions that are easily answerable by a google search right you are, you can ask questions relating to the conversation that you and that faculty member just had. So if they asked you a question about maybe your upbringing and they said something about themselves in that process that shows that you guys have some similarity, you can just ask them more about their own take on that particular topic or that particular point. Now, always avoid political issues, always avoid like super religious issues, the gender bias type things. Just don't bring anything that's socially controversial. Don't ask about it, okay? The next thing that I have on here is, do you know any non-US IMG that matched into surgery residency? What made them stand out? This is from Caffeinated2428. So I know non-IMG, non-US IMGs that have matched into surgery, but of course they're fewer than maybe those that match into primary care. But I think for this person, what I would, the one person that came to my head right now, what I'll say is he had really good board scores for sure. But then beyond that, during the interview, he was really nice, I would think, because he's a nice person in general. But I think this is someone that's also very, he's not socially awkward. He knows how to spark conversation. He has charisma, I would say. I would say that's probably how he made his way through a general surgery interview. And for that specialty, I've never interviewed for surgery, so I can't speak a lot to it. But for that specialty, I would say they like a little bit more edge compared to maybe primary care that likes a little bit more somber personalities, people that are highly empathetic and such. But I, I would say that. And I think on my blog, if you go on my blog, I do have an interview with different surgical specialties. I think I have an interview with plastic surgery, OBGYN. So you can read their stories and learn what made them stand out. And that's theencouragingdoc.com. The link is in my bio. That's another place to search. Now, going to the next question. This is from Araza Khan, MD. Okay, I'm sorry if I butchered anybody's name. How do I emphasize my training in a resource-limited charity hospital without offending U.S. doctors? I think if you've worked in a resource-limited area, that is a strong advantage. You should not be trying to hide that. You should be trying to showcase that because that's an advantage. I mean, it just means that you're very well experienced with working in underserved areas, which is an area that hires a lot of IMGs, whether it's during residency or after residency. So working in a resource-limited charity hospital is actually a strength. So you should think about experiences that you learned or think about stories. Stories are a great way to relay a message, okay? So what I'd say is think about a story about a time where you did something that was absolutely phenomenal that could not have been thought about anybody else. So I'll give you an example. For example, my mom is a pediatrician in Cameroon, and she told me a fascinating story that I'll never forget. And every time I meet other pediatricians here, I share that story, and they're like, wow. She made an incubator out of hot water bottles from old wine bottles. And that was in a time where they were short of resources. 
So when she relays that story to pediatricians or other people that are neonatologists that come home to Cameroon or go to rural areas to practice, that story, it's like, whoa, like, can you imagine not having a resource at a time when you need it? And then you have to make shift of, you have to create something out of nothing. So do share stories. That's a great way to show what you've learned. But of course, you only talk about that if you've been asked about it, okay? Next question, is there a book or a good resource that I can read to know about the best way to answer questions? Go to google.com and just type out frequently asked interview questions for whatever specialty that you're interviewing for. And you put that on Google, you'll find tons of questions. Now the answers are going to vary. The way that you answer a question is going to be different from the way I answer a question. And that's the big take home point here. Because you're going to ask a question, and this was Brenda Ramirez, MD. You're going to answer a question based on your experiences, your lifestyle. And that's what programs want to know. They want to know whether you are compatible with them and whether you find them compatible with you. They want to find out if you're a good fit. So really, it's not about just memorizing questions because you walk into a program interview and they'll throw a case scenario at you. How are you going to manage that? They'll, or they'll take you into morning report or noon report and want you to participate. Are you ready for that kind of a scenario? The next thing is they can ask you questions like, tell me about yourself. There's nobody on earth that has the same answer to that question like you do. So you need to figure out the parts of your story that you're going to highlight when such a question comes up. A great resource, I have an online course for it. I have a whole 60 minute module that you can take. It's on imgroadmap.com. It's interview, IMG Roadmap interview, uh, residency interview coaching. It, there's no www. Just type in imgroadmap.com. Interview coaching is the fourth course on there and you can just pick that and watch that whole entire video. It goes in depth into things that you need to know about the interview process. The next question is from Rut Visha 3 and this says, how would you answer, tell me about yourself? So tell me about yourself is a really great question. It, it could be a segue into a really great interview or you can totally butcher it. Like you can totally just mess it up, right? So tell me about yourself is unique. Everybody cannot answer that question the same way. So what you need to focus on is when they ask you, tell me about yourself, it's not really about talking about your childhood and all the sad experiences that you've been through and just ranting off about your parents and where you were raised and such. This is a place to summarize the biggest life lessons that you've learned through your career. So tell me about yourself should be a way for you to showcase your morality, your competence, your strengths, your lessons learned, your background, and how that makes you a good candidate for this program. So it's just not about tell you about, tell me about yourself. It's about, I'm going to tell you about the things in me that make me a good fit to work with you in the future. So of course you could start very briefly with a little touch of your background. But just like I talked about with your personal statement, tell me about yourself is not about just regurgitating material that could be ascertained from your CV, but it's really painting the picture of a story behind that person and what makes you who you are. So what's going to make you a resilient resident? What's going to make you a person that's easy to work with? What are some things in your life that really showcase why you'll be a good fit for this area? How are you going to fit into this community? What are some things that make you likable? What are some things that make you different yet special, right? So those are some ways to consider how to answer that question.
The next question is, how do I address weaknesses? This is from Aqua underscore Paris. So addressing weaknesses is a, is a great question because there's this famous question that, you know, people get asked, which is, tell me about your weaknesses, tell me about your strengths. I always recommend when you're answering this question that you look for things in your life that were once a challenge, but that you have very well overcome them and you have changed and transformed your life based on those weaknesses. So that's the take home point. The weakness question is not about just listing out a weakness, but it's about listing out the lesson learned from it and how it's made you a better individual. So what that would look like is, tell me about your weakness could be, you know, maybe when I was an undergrad, I had trouble with time management and it really made it to where maybe that's why I spent five years in college as opposed to four or whatever. But since starting medical school, I learned how to plan and schedule. I use a self-timer on my activities. I go by a journal, agenda, and it has really transformed my life as to how I approach time management. It's really improved my efficiency through medical school, and I'm really excited about implementing some of those things even in residency. There you go. That's the weakness of someone waking up late that's a procrastinator and all that. But instead of saying, oh, I used to procrastinate, no, I've just showed you how my life has transformed from being someone that procrastinated and was really bad with time management to the small steps that I've taken over the, over the years that, and how that will make me a good fit for your program because that's really the bottom line. But you don't want to just be saying, oh, I'm going to be a good fit. That's not the point. You want to show and not tell. So, oh, I'm sorry about this. This person, I'm going to leave it anonymous. She says she was recently denied a B2 renewal. She wants to withdraw from this cycle. Any advice? Uh, that's really sad because without a visa, you can't come to the States to interview. Yeah, I would say leave your applications in because if you do get an invitation to interview, you can take that invitation to the embassy and see whether they'll reconsider your application. So leave your applications in for now. If you get an invitation to interview, that's, you know, a really good reason to go back to the embassy and say, yes, my situation has changed because I'm being offered the position to interview and maybe that would help the consular officer reconsider. So Aqua underscore Paris asks, what, if they asked you what books have you read recently, how do I answer that when all I read is medical textbooks? That's a great question. That, I think that's a good question to show your humor. If someone ever asks you that question, you can totally make that a humorous event and say, well, doctor, you know, I really used to read a lot of books in undergrad, but I haven't really read anything non-medical. Between having to study for step one, step two, and CS and CK, and having to prepare for all of this, the only things I've been reading is how to ace my interview. And I mean, depending on who you're talking to, it may be comical, it may be humorous, or it may turn them off, but I really don't think so. I think if you're honest and genuine, Everybody, remember, remember one thing. The people that are interviewing you, really, they have been through this process. They know exactly how nerve-wracking it is. They know exactly how you feel. So don't be ashamed to be vulnerable, but yet firm, okay? You don't want to be vulnerable and start crying or breaking down in the office, right? That's not the point. You want to still maintain your strength and your position of authority, but still being vulnerable. So it's one of those things where you can be very honest. Say, hey, I used to love to read, but within the last four years of being in medical school, I can't find myself reading anything besides medical books. And because there's a lot to grasp. And the professors and department chairs and program directors that are interviewing you, they can relate with that. 
And you can make that humorous. You can add some humor to it, and, and it could actually win some points for you. So this is Freshness underscore Annie. She says, how to go about the tell me about yourself question. Oh, yeah, we already talked about that. Tell me about yourself is basically a trick question. It's a question that allows you to showcase some parts of your life that you may not otherwise have been able to share, but showcasing your strengths and telling them how you are a good fit. That's the bottom line. And again, anyone that needs help with, if you want to do a practice run, you can reach out to me, imgroadmap.com, and we can do some one-on-one -on -one interview training where I ask you questions and you answer, and I help you reformulate your answers based on your personal life experience. So moving on, Annie Matthews says, what are some of the do nots in an interview? So do not, okay, 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 yes. There's so many, okay, and I have some of them listed in my e-course, but your attire, you have to be professional. So do not show up in an unprofessional attire. Do not wear uncomfortable shoes where you can't take the tour of the hospital without complaining about your feet or you're the last person in the back of the group. Do not be chewing gum, okay? Do not be arrogant or conceited. That's like a given, but you'll be surprised how many people don't realize that there's still some level of professionalism that's expected of you. Do not talk bad about another program. Do not talk bad about another interview. Do not talk bad about another program director or something else that could be easily tied to your medical career, okay? Do not talk bad about people in general because if you talk bad about somebody else, the program is thinking when you leave here, you're gonna talk bad about them as well. There are several do nots and I have them on my e-course, but that's what I'll leave you with for now. All right, Annie Matthews asked again, Hey, Dr. Loom, how do we have a person tell me about yourself? This is like a really frequently asked question. So maybe I'll answer it for myself. If someone asked me during an interview, tell me about yourself, I'll say something. Say I was applying for internal medicine. I'll say, I was born and raised in Cameroon. I lived there for a majority of my life. Due to several circumstances, I had to move away for school, particularly financial limitations and the inability to get into medical school in my own home country based on limitations. So I moved and went to the Caribbean after starting off my undergraduate studies in microbiology in Cameroon. While in the Caribbean, that was a very tough time in my life, but I'm so glad that it led me, with the, led me to the opportunity of being able to train in the U.S. And um, now as a fourth year interviewing for rotations, I've learned so many lessons on resilience, adaptation, moving to different places, so much so that I feel like I'll be very well ready when once I start residency, just because of the excitation that I've built up to this point. I'm from a family of doctors. I, my mom is a doctor. I have other relatives in the family as well. And they have really been like the light and shining armor for me to pursue this career despite the challenges. I told you about myself. Hopefully a program director that's listening likes me, right? That's what you should hope for. What is the best way to prepare for an interview? This is from Khalid Laila. Practice, 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 practice with people, practice in the mirror, practice your body language, practice, practice, practice. You really need to practice. You can find a friend that is already an attending and practice with them. If you don't have a resource like that, you can always contact me. I'll be more than happy to help you out through my online course. I, can, I have a one-on-one -on -one training coaching program for IMGs to help them answer questions in the most efficient way that builds compatibility. Let's get some more questions before 
how do we explain gaps and low scores? So if you're asked about those, you need to figure out how best to explain it. Some people have gaps and low scores because maybe they had financial constraints. Some people have gaps because they had other stressors in their family. Um, I know people that have had gaps because they were for illness. So whatever the reason is, you just really need to be honest about it. And you need to always share a lesson from how you've gotten better from it and how you don't intend to have gaps again in the future. So for low scores, the fear is if I was a program director, I'd be worried that you wouldn't pass your boards or you'll struggle through ITEs. So you need to figure out what you've learned from it, maybe what study techniques that you have adopted since failing or since having to have scored a low score and how you're going to change that once you come into the program. That would really be the focus of that. And then again, gaps, you're going to just focus on the true reason. I mean, you just want to be honest. And like I said, these people are human. So just find a true reason. Always have a lesson learned attached to it and how it made you better. And most people are empathetic enough to understand that. So suggestion on interview outfits for women. Suggestion, I'd say, you know, pearl earrings, really minimal jewelry, clean face, makeup. I mean, if you wear makeup, you can. But if you, I mean, if you, you know, just don't, don't do like the blue eyeshadow and the blue and the, the bright colors. Just leave that alone. Neutral nudes are great, very professional. A dark colored suit, you want to really minimize distractions. You don't want anyone like distracted by how you appear, that they are not even focused on what you're saying. You don't want like earrings that are going to make a lot of noise. A dark colored suit, like a black, blue, navy blue suit, gray, you know, with the undershirt. Just, you know, don't be overly sexual in your appearance. Just be professional. I wouldn't wear like skin hugging clothing. I wouldn't wear excessively mini skirts. Maybe just keep it mid thigh, you know, whatever. Don't, at, on the other extreme as, as well, I mean, don't show up in there with a Pentecostal skirt to your waist either, unless that's what you wear. But just be normal. I mean, just be normal. Be corporate and don't really attract a lot of attention to yourself that's unnecessary. That's the biggest take home point. But whatever you wear, just make sure that it, portrays you as a doctor okay i mean you just need to look like a doctor and unfortunately medicine or i would say fortunately medicine has a high level of esteem around it so you just want to carry yourself along the same lines what document should i carry yes always take your copy of your cv a copy of your application a copy of your personal statement because they're going to ask you questions based on what you wrote and if you forget if you forgot what you wrote you're going to be in trouble. The other thing is sometimes the program or someone may not have a complete CV for you. This would be a great opportunity to share your copy with them. All right. I think we'll end there for today. If you have more questions, you can reach out to me on imgroadmap.com or right here on Instagram. I'll be more than happy to answer more and more of your questions as we go along. As you'll notice, this is a long video, so I just split them up in several different segments. But thank you so much, and you have a great day.